You're listening to a podcast from Bayside Church International. Well, good morning again, folks. As she said, I'm Rob and I'm part of the church here. One of the things that Chad is getting really inspired on at the moment is to develop a a team of preachers and especially to be raising up young preachers. (coughs) As you know, (coughs) we tend to do series here a fair bit, but every now and then in the middle of things we have things called standalone (coughs) messages (coughs) and... uh, we realise that these are ideal places to start exposing our younger preachers and to, uh, uh, I guess, give them an opportunity to start learning to preach at Bayside and, and anywhere else we might be able to, to send them. Generally, uh, we will be running, having two speakers at a time, so we normally would have someone with Jake today, but for various reasons, Mia, who would be the other one, wasn't able to make it this morning through family pro- uh, <coughs> sicknesses. So we have Jake... Now, step up here, Jake. Uh, sat next to him is Rachel, and uh, Xander's gone out to kids. And, uh, you know, Jake is from Bordertown. <laughs> you know, a lot of good things come from Bordertown. I believe even Bob Hawke was born there or lived there or something at one stage. You know, did you know that? Yes. You knew that? Everyone knows that. Jake and Rachel have spent three years at, at Bethel in, in Reading, and they've been back in Australia for a reasonable length of time now. And so they've learnt a lot of stuff over there, but they're part of us here, and uh, we realise that, you know, we need to get them to work and need to help them develop into what God is calling them to be. You'll also notice they're part of our Mission 61 team, and they're a serious part of that. That's a supernatural prayer ministry here. But Jake, it's all yours. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Oh, you got that one? Yeah. That's better than this one. I feel like Britney Spears. (laughs) (laughs) How are we today? Good. It's good to be here. Um, I think I'm going to start with a bit of a story. Is that all right? So as Rob said, uh, yeah, my wife and I went to America. We got to spend three years over there. Um, huge privilege and from there we also got to travel the world and minister to people in different countries and one of the countries we're in uh, Croatia we're in Croatia and um, a good friend of mine a guy who I interned for Ben Fitzgerald and I and Rachel we went into one of the hospitals the local hospitals in the city we're in and we thought we'd just go in there and pray for some people, minister to them, and see what God um, would do. So we went in there one day, and we were going up to people and asking them if we could pray for them, and they were very standoffish to us. Um, we got lost in the hospital. We ended up in the kitchen and we got quickly booted out of the kitchen because we weren't wearing the right headwear and all that sort of stuff. But we found it very difficult to communicate with the people. Also, it felt like there was a bit of a barrier that we couldn't get through, break through. And so we stopped for a bit and we prayed and we thought, well, we'll just let Holy Spirit lead us and and we'll go from there. And we were walking down a hallway and there was a lady sitting in a chair and she was waiting for someone who was in another room. And um, 
I think it was Rachel got a word of knowledge or someone got a word of knowledge that she had something wrong with her back. And so we approached her, we said, is there something wrong with your back? And she said, yes, I've got pain in my back. And we're like, oh, can we pray for it? And she's like, yeah, you can pray for it. So we laid hands on her and Rachel prayed and all of a sudden her back was completely healed. And, and then it was crazy because she, she's stopped us and she says, you've got to come with me, you've got to come with me. And so we followed her and she took us into this room and probably maybe half the size of this room and it was full of people, absolutely chockers. There was chairs everywhere and it was chockers full of people and she gets up on a chair and she's like, who needs, who needs healing in here? Um, because these people are going to heal you right now. And so we're just standing there and, and people were starting putting their hands up like this and little did we know it was the waiting room for emergency surgery and this room was just full of sick people, knees, whatever it was, people were in there with walking frames, walking sticks, wheelchairs and so everyone's putting their hands up and she says, alright, you've got to go pray for these people. So we go in and we start laying hands on people and praying and people are getting healed and, and crazy things start to happen and, and, and then all of a sudden we're standing there and we have lines of people, people are coming up and lining in front of us um, and so we're like bend down, pray for that knee and this person walks off, like, they come up with a walking stick, we pray for them and then they walk off perfectly fine and, and then I'm standing, well I'm praying for this lady's knee and then I get a tap on the shoulder and I look up and there's a lady there and I'm like, okay, yep, no worries, I'll pray for this one then I'll come and pray for you. She's like, no, you've got to come with me. And I, <laughs> and, um, I said, yeah, okay, I'll just finish here. She goes, no, you've got to p- come with me now. And I, so I get up and I'm like, okay, so what's the problem? Like, do you need prayer for anything? She goes, no, I need to see your medical certificate. <laughs> And I said, no, like, what do you mean medical, like, what do you mean? She goes, I need to see your doctor's license. I said, I'm not a doctor, I'm just here praying for people. And like, there's three of us here, we're just randomly praying for people, all innocent. And she goes, no, because you're healing, you're healing people without a doctor's license, and that's illegal in this country. And I, I said, oh, look, honestly, like, we're just, like, these people want to be prayed for. We're just praying for people and, you know, Jesus is healing them. And I'm not a doctor or anything like that. And so she storms off and I'm like, oh, okay. So she understands. And, <laughs> and, and then, so we, we continue praying for people and, um, and then I, she comes back and she's got a guy and, so I go up to Ben and I'm like, Ben, you better come with us. Like, I don't know what's going on now. And, and so he comes over and in, like we're talking to this lady and the man's like, can you please show your, like, your doctor's license? We need to know that you have a doctor's license. If you're going to be healing in this hospital, you need a doctor's license. And <laughs> I'm like, no, we're just praying for people. And turns out this guy was head of surgery that came to us and then so he gets on the 
on the um, walkie-talkie or whatever it was, and he calls up head of security, head of security, come, and then so I've got the head of surgery, head of security, and then the head of the hospital comes, and then they call the police, and then we're standing there like, what? And so, long story short, we um, get kicked out of the hospital, and so we're on the front, and we get to pray for people as they're going into the hospital, and they get... <laughs> Uh, and they're getting and they're getting healed um, before they can even get into the hospital. So, but um, that's not really what I want to talk about. But it's going to be what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> so I, I really, I really love seeing the way Jesus works through people. Um, And like I said, Rachel and myself have absolutely had this massive privilege of being able to witness that. And it's been in church, but a lot of it has been outside of church. And that's that's one of my favourite things to do, is to go outside of church and, and display Jesus Christ outside of church because... Um... A lot of people out there don't know about him. They know of him, but they don't know him. And that's, that's been one of the saddest things that I have witnessed is going up to people and saying, do you know how much Jesus loves you? And they turn around and they say, no, I don't. I don't know that. No one's ever told me that Jesus loves me. And that, that, that will crush you. I had one person down here, a Victor, I went up to him and I said, do you know how much Jesus loves you? And he said, how do you know this? How do you know? And I said, because I know Jesus and he loves everyone. A lot of people get this bad picture painted of what God did. See, God, God gave man 613 laws that they had to live by. 613 ways that they could stumble and fall. 613 ways and if they missed one of them then they may as well have missed all of them but I only took one man to come one man was sent and that was Jesus Christ and he died and he took away 613 laws and because of that we get to live in this perfect relationship not bound by law but bound by relationship and And that, living by law is completely different than living by relationship. Living by relationship is, I love you, you love me, so let's walk together. We get to walk hand in hand with the God who created us in his image. Jesus gave us permission when he said, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead. He gave us the permission to go into all the world. He said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. A lot of us take it as, you know, the mission fields. I'm not called to the missions field. I'm not called to go to Africa. I'm not called to go to Costa Rica. I'm not called to go to Asia. I'm not called to go to Europe. But all the world is your local supermarket, your local school, your local workplace. So we get to go into all those places and display Jesus. 
See, I'm proud of my wife. I love her so much, and I can talk about it all day if I wanted to. Same as my son. And a lot of people are like that with their spouses and their kids. A lot of people get together and be like, oh, did you see my kid kicked a goal? Or, you know, my, my kid scored this in football. And, you know, but when it comes to talking about Jesus, the one we also love, we get shy and we sort of, you know, kick the dirt and, and no, don't know what to say. But when we're in relationship with him, we get to... We get to walk with him. We get to represent him. We get to be him. We're called Christians, and Christians actually means little Christ-likes. One time I, I was praying for an extended period of time, maybe a month or two months or something, and I was like, God, I just need more anointing. I want more of your anointing. And after a while, he, I heard him speak to me, and he says, you have the anointed one living inside of you. And when we come to that realisation that it's actually him in us that we get to walk with, that we get, to, we get to represent, we get to be like, then it starts to turn into relationship. Jesus said in Matthew 16, he says, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And that's a key point that we, that we need to remember. It's if we want to pursue Jesus as he pursues us, we need to first deny ourselves. We need to deny all the things that we may have done wrong, everything that we may have did in the past, all that sort of stuff, we need to, we need to deny ourselves so we can become like him. See, Jesus, Jesus when, we, when we step into a relationship with, with God, he forgets about our past. And he only looks to our present and our future. But a lot of the times we tend to, when we come into that relationship with him, we tend to live in the past and try and drag it into our future. And that's not going to work. It, it didn't work for when Abraham went into the Sodom and Gomorrah and he got Lot out and God said, that, do not look back. It didn't work for Lot's wife when they were escaping the city and she looked back over her shoulder and she got turned into a pillar of salt. Because once we start looking into our past, we stop looking into our future and we're just a pillar of salt and we can't move and we can't live out our destiny and we just get stuck in our emotions and we get stuck in our situations a lot of us have a lot of situations, bad situations, but it's not our situations that shape and mould us. It's God's hand. He is the creator. He is the potter. We are the clay. If we deny ourselves, 
and we become more like him. We get to, that's what I love about worship, is when we worship, we become more like him. We become what we worship. And we, we worship this amazing God. This amazing God who created us in the beginning to be like him says that we were made in his image. When he made Adam and Eve, when they were in the garden, that's how we were created to be. We were, and it says we walked in the cool of the day with Adam. We were meant to be in that sort of relationship, hand in hand. One time when we were in Costa Rica, we had a, um, an opportunity to go into this part of the city and it was the lowest, um, it was the highest crime rate. A lot of the drugs and um, a lot of the murders and all that sort of thing happened in this area of Costa Rica and it was, well, named as like the slums of Costa Rica and... It was that bad that we couldn't wear any jewellery. We had to be in a team of people. And if we were to walk out and like we kept getting warned, like do not leave by yourself. And you know, this place is really dangerous. A lot of the houses were all barred up. And so we were walking out and we were just sort of walking through the city and approaching people and asking if we could pray for them. A lot of the times they wouldn't open up there the bars of their house, so we had to pray through the bars for them. And we thought, oh, there's a little bakery up there. We'll go out there because they had good bread. And when you've lived in America for three years, you will know that when you see good bread, you go for it. <laughs> but, so we went in this tiny little bakery. It was uh, probably no bigger than the kids' room at the back there. And... Um, so we go in there and we getting some bread and we ask the lady behind there, oh, can we, can we pray for you? And I can't remember what was wrong with her, maybe a wrist or pain in the wrist or something. We prayed for her and, and she got healed. And next thing she gets on the phone to her boss to say, come down, you know, these people prayed for me. You need to come here and get prayer because I think she had a, something wrong with her neck or her back or something. And um, so the boss comes and we get to pray for the boss. And the next thing, this bakery gets absolutely packed full of people. There's cars pulling up. There's, there's like this place is like this. And we're standing there and we, we start praying for people. Everybody that came in got healed, got saved into this, in this tiny little, like revival broke out in this tiny little bakery. And it goes to show that um, if we just obey God, even in the smallest areas like, you know, bread, <laughs> that he, he is willing to touch people outside, outside the, the four walls of this church. I love church. I love coming to church. But church prepares us to go outside of church and take God. And, 
and it's a beautiful thing. I've, I've had, I've got to see some amazing things. Um, that are, um, pretty thankful for. See, I was, I, I was a man or a boy or a young guy, wasn't that long ago, that didn't know that this existed. And it took me to say yes to him. I was in a small church in Murray Bridge when I first dedicated fully my life to Jesus. And that's been an absolutely roller coaster. It hasn't been easy, but it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of hard times, but but that day was the day I got to deny myself. I got to die to my old self and become a new creation in Christ. And every day I get to become a new creation in Christ. Every day I get to say yes. It's an absolute privilege to what have done what we've done but it's an absolute privilege to live here in Victor Harbour and do the same thing here and see the same things here and and wake up every day and be thankful to God but you know Jesus said heal the sick cleanse lepers raise the dead cast out demons and the amazing thing is that he doesn't take that lightly. He never takes it back. He never, he never says, I love you. And then when you're naughty, he takes that back. Or when you've done something wrong, he takes that back. He never, he'll never take it back. He always loves you. He's always choosing you. He's choosing you right now. He will always choose you. He'll always love you. He'll keep loving you. He'll keep dying for you every single day. And... And the beautiful thing is we get to be with such a, such a king. Such, such a, a royal king that... Such a man that he would come to this earth and die on a cross for each and every one of us. He, he didn't deserve it, but he still pursued it. He still went after that cross and he had each and every one of us in mind when he did it. He became what, we're, what we are, so we become what he is. He became every, every little bit wrong with us. He became, he took those 613 laws and nailed them to the cross so we could live in perfect relationship with him. What a king. What a sacrifice. 
He had every opportunity not to. He could have not done it, but he chose to do it. He chose to live a perfect lifestyle. Didn't do one thing wrong, but yet he was still tempted. A lot of times we get tempted and we, when we're tempted, we, we step into that temptation because we think we've already sinned. But temptation isn't sin. Jesus was tempted. He performed miracle after miracle after miracle to show us that that's an example that we can live by. That's what it looks like to live in relationship with God. A lot of the times we, we see the scripture that or we, we hear the preachers say that he was fully God, fully man. And when we read about Jesus and we see everything that he did, all the miraculous things, all the signs and wonders, we say, well, that was the, that's the fully God aspect of him. And then when we see him getting tempted, well, that's the fully man aspect of him. Well, what happens if the, fully, if the miraculous, the signs and wonders, was actually the fully man aspect of him? What happens if it was a, a picture of a full human in full relationship with a full God? What would it look like if we were to step out and pursue the relationship with God, become a full human in full relationship with a full God? What would it look like if we went into the city, into the township of Victor Harbour and displayed Jesus Christ? What would it look like if Jesus Christ was in Victor Harbour right now. Because he is. <clears throat> Every time we step out, he is. We, uh, I love the scripture where Jesus says, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed and you speak to that mountain, the mountain will move. And it goes to show that if we're to speak, that faith will always come behind us. If we have faith and we declare it, faith plus declaration equals authority. But a lot of us pursue the, the mustard seed. A lot of us spend a lot of time going after the mustard seed, the little bit of faith when we should be pursuing going after the mountain and the faith will come behind us. See, if we're willing to step out, he's willing to back you up. He loves you so much. He loves everybody out there so much that he's willing to pursue them as he pursues you. Can I get Malcolm to come up, please? He's saying yes right now. He's saying yes. He said yes to you when you were born. He said yes 
at the start of creation because he had you in mind when he did do creation right at the beginning he had each and every one of us in mind he says yes to everyone he's willing to pursue everyone he pursued the cross for you he pursued the cross for me he's still pursuing the cross for everyone he's still dying over and over and over and over and over again for us it's not about what we did in our past it's not about what we did last night or last weekend or or whatever it is it's not about that it's about what we're doing right now it's about the decision that we're going to make right now our past will not promote your future your present will help you step into your future what we say or what we do right now the decisions that we make right now can change our lives forever I don't care whatever it's whatever anybody's done in their past neither does he says that he washes us white as snow So God, I just thank you right now. I just I just worship you right now. I just come before you right now, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you wash over us right now. Come Holy Spirit. Have your way, God, right now. Let your fire fall on us right now, Jesus. This might sound like a silly question, Jake, because you've just been telling us what you felt God wanted you to tell us, what to say. But if there's one thing within you that just rises above everything else that burns within you, that you'd want to say to the church, what would that be? Get ready. <laughs> uh, just open your hearts. Be prepared. Be prepared. Oh. He loves us so much. He's willing to give us so much. Who's willing to receive it? It doesn't matter if you're a, a new Christian, an old Christian, not a Christian, an atheist. I've had plenty of conversations with atheists. But he still loves us. And he loves you right now.
The only thing that can change is love never changes. The only thing that can change is the way that we see his love. Just the things that Jake just spoke just then, if that really resonates with you, would you just stand to your feet? Jesus we love you Lord Lord have your way right now come Holy Spirit let your fire fall God Lord I just pray for everyone in here right now Lord I just pray that you reveal yourself to them right now come like a flood Lord, I just pray for boldness. I pray for the right words. I pray for the right timing. Lord, I just pray that everybody in this town, in this state, in this nation, Lord, I just pray everybody sees your love by the way we live live our lives. Lord, I just pray that people see who you are by the way we live. I just pray that people know your love. And I just pray over everyone here today, Lord. I just pray that you come upon them, rest upon them right now in Jesus' name. Move through them, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Minister to us, Lord. Have your way, God. Whatever that looks like, Lord, let us not step in the way. One of the things that really just grabbed my attention when you're speaking, Jake, was you talked about either living into the living for the, for the now and into the future. Because if you live in the past, it'll keep dragging you back. You said words roughly like that. You'd know better what you said than I than I'm saying here. In other words, the past will mess you up if you hang on to it. I think you got some prophetic words for people on that one. really feel like God's saying let go he's saying it's in his hands whatever situation you're walking in whatever pain whatever hurt it is to let go you don't deserve to carry it because he took it to the cross with him. It's already nailed there. 
whatever sin or whatever things we've done in our past if we're willing to ask for forgiveness he's willing to forget it we don't need to keep going to him about it and keep reminding him about it because he's already forgotten it's okay to let go of it it's okay to give it over to him it's okay for us not to carry it around anymore. It's okay for us to, to just hand it over to Him. And it's okay for us to let Him take it. We can't live in a right relationship if we're always remembering all the things we've done wrong. So he wants to take those wrong things. He wants to give you beauty for ashes. And he wants to give you joy for mourning. You deserve joy, he says. You deserve to live a joyful life. Not bound and shackled, but free. get the worship team up now Lord Jesus come Holy Spirit come have your way right now Lord if you have any pain in your body right now any physical pain or anything like that, come forward. We want to pray for you. We want to pray for healing. Come forward up the front here. Also, if there's some things that you want to let go as well and you want prayer for that, come forward. We'll pray for that. We have a few people here that want to pray for you. God wants us whole in every single area in our lives, whether that's physical healing, whether it's mental healing. One thing I hate the most is depression. So if anyone suffers from any kind of depression or anything like that, please come forward. We'll pray for that. Anything that you feel like holding you back, holding you back to fully being you with Him, come forward and we'll pray for that.
But most of all, if you want to come forward and receive Jesus Christ right now, whether you've done it before and you want to do it again or if it's the first time ever, please come forward for that because I can guarantee you'll never regret that decision. If you want prayer for anything, come forward right now. we can just worship him right now let's give our hearts to him right now let's look into his eyes and worship him let's not sing about him but sing to him Jesus we love you have your way God This has been a podcast from Bayside Church International. Thanks for listening.